We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. You can get all your Pack a Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack a Day Podcast. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And, of course, you can always check us out at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew Mertig and Maggie Loney. And we're back for another Friday edition of the podcast. How are you doing, Maggie? I'm good. The second that Vinny learns how to walk, I'm going to take him out into the backyard, and I'm going to show him how to throw a football so that I can be set for life when he makes it to the NFL. Because uh, Joe Burrow, $275 million extension. Highest paid player now in NFL history. So, Vinny, I don't know if you're left-handed or right-handed yet, but it's on when you can start walking, bud. That's a a good place to (laughs) to start, right? Like, start very early, get those uh, arm muscles conditioned. Uh, Have them play shortstop, I guess. That that seems helpful. Uh, If you listen to any pundit talk about Patrick Mahomes ever the arm angle conversation so yeah it's exciting we have we have real life football going on right now as we're recording Chiefs and Lions it's currently 7-7 but of course by the time you listen to this podcast you'll know what happened um and uh that that makes today really really special but I am weirdly emotional about today's episode. For those of you who don't know, Kyle and I recorded the second ever episode of Packaday Podcast, which was released, I looked this up, back on Friday, July 27th, 2018. We were strangers. We had, we had never met. We had no intention of recording together, but Andy just paired us up seemingly at random, uh, and we talked for like 20 minutes before recording our first show. I feel like we nailed it, and then I lost the recording. 
And we had to redo the whole show. And I was like, this guy is going to hate me forever. <laughs> Our second take, probably not as good. But the first episode lost into the ether forever. Uh, thankfully, that has not happened a single time since that night. But in that time, we've had a coaching change, a ton of quarterback drama, completely new roster, some wild draft nights. And Kyle really has become an amazing friend of mine. And then reflecting a little bit forward in 2020, Andy came to us with the idea of adding Maggie for the off season to the Friday show. And I think we were nervous. She wouldn't want to put up with our typical <laughs> brand of shenanigans, but, <laughs> but that went so well that Andy made it permanent in 2021, or maybe you just kept us in check uh, much better than we did on our own. And, and Maggie is honestly one of the nicest, most genuine people I know. And on top of all of that really incredible football mind to learn from on this crazy journey. So if you haven't heard yet, uh, I have the only pack a day tattoo on this planet. I I'm pretty sure. I hope that's true. And people <laughs> said it was dumb when I got it, which is, in fairness, very true. But there was a period of several months when recording on Thursday nights, as we are tonight, was really the only positive thing in my life. And I, I know we missed a handful of Fridays along the way because we swapped nights or one of us was missing or something like that. But more or less, we've done this for over five years, approximately 266 Fridays in a row. And the good news of all of this is we aren't going far. May uh, Kyle, Maggie, and myself will be on the Monday audio show, so we'll get you the game breakdowns. And that is, quite honestly, a really exciting opportunity. And then, in addition, something very, very exciting. Monty Moore, Nathan Marzian, and Shanna Quinn are amazing additions to the Packaday family. And I feel like we're leaving the audience in really good hands for Fridays. But... I always take the time to reflect when change is upon me in life, and I just want to say thank you all so much for listening along the way. When we started, it was unimaginable that we would break the top 100 sports podcasts in the United States, but hey, let's stay there. Please subscribe and rate the podcast, uh, and all of that is due to you and all the wonderful people in our Packers community, and a huge shout out to Kyle and Maggie for always putting up with me and uh, our my sometimes crazy schedule on, on Thursday nights, and, and uh, it's just been an honor and a privilege to be here with all of you. Yeah, of course, I, I echo so many things that Andrew said. It's really been a fun five years, and I'm so thankful for the journey and even more thankful for the people. You guys are fantastic, and I'm just so thankful to know both of you. But um, you said a lot. I'm going to keep us going here. Looking forward to Mondays, though. It's going to be a good time. What a fantastic start to the show. Just some reflection. It goes to show you that good things happen <laughs> when we let Maggie go first. And we don't make her follow Andrew right out of the gate. So we're learning as we go. This is good. We're five years in. We're, we're making some some tweaks and some changes. But uh, seriously, it's been a fantastic ride to this point. And we're so thankful for everyone who's joined us along the way. And we're really excited to keep it going. Uh, we're just going to ask you to move on over, find us on the Monday show, and be a part of that. Uh, it's going to be weird getting used to say saying the Monday show. That's not normal for us. But uh, this is a football podcast, and we get a chance to talk about 
some football. It's officially week one. As Maggie said, uh, Thursday Night Football is on our televisions as we record this. And it feels so good, right? We are back with another round of key matchups and X factors for all of you to help you get ready for the Packers game this weekend. We get to take in. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, as is tradition, we dive into the opposing roster, which is the Bears this weekend. And we talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the football game. But then, of course, at the end of the show, we'll share our X factor predictions for the week. So let's go ahead and get started. Andrew, what's your first matchup that you're going to be watching when Green Bay visits Chicago on Sunday afternoon for week one? Yeah, I the, the matchup that stuck out most to me was the Bears interior offensive line versus the Packers run defense. All of the talk in this game is surrounding Justin Fields versus Jordan Love. And I think this ends up being the like key to, but uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I got off the rails there. Everybody's talking about Fields and Love, but I do think that it is the Bears interior offensive line versus Packers run defense that ends up being the key to the whole game. You have Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, Nate Davis trying to create space against TJ Slayton, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, and uh, of course a whole lot of assistance there from Devondre and Quay Walker. If the Packers can be stout against the run, I think the Bears will be really limited offensively. It gives the pass rush a chance to really tee off in obvious passing situations. And I don't think Justin Fields is comfortable in those kinds of situations yet. And I know that I said run defense, but if the Packers can generate pressure on passing downs up the middle, then I think this is a walkaway game for Green Bay. But if they get gashed up the middle in the run game, I think the game swings heavily in the favor of Chicago. And that, to me, is the definition of a key matchup. Yeah, I am going to take Jair Alexander versus DJ Moore for my key matchup. And I'm not entirely sure, of course, how much Jair is going to be lining up against DJ Moore, but he's absolutely the best wide receiver on the Bears roster, so he needs to be talked about here. Um, Cole Komet was the only player to eclipse 500 receiving yards last year for Chicago. DJ Moore had 888 receiving yards and seven touchdowns, playing with three different starting quarterbacks in Carolina. So obviously Justin Fields finally gets a true weapon in the passing game. We know that Joe Barry is kind of coaching from the booth this season, which should be interesting. Maybe he'll get a better glimpse, better bird's eye view of the field, and he can do more with his star corner. So we know Alexander can shut down anyone in the league, right? We've seen him do that. So limiting Fields' ability to find DJ Moore on Sunday, I think is going to go a long way towards shutting down this Bears offense. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I am going to go with Luke Musgrave versus the Bears linebackers and safeties. And I know that's a little bit broad, but I'm going to explain why I'm thinking that right now. We don't know who Green Bay is going to have available as far as receivers on Sunday afternoon. Things sound a little bit more optimistic for Dobbs as of today, uh, but we just don't know. So that might mean a heavy workload and lots of targets for a young athletic freak tight end in Musgrave. So I'm really curious how Chicago will plan to match up with the rookie. They invested heavily in the linebacker position in the offseason, giving tons of money to TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. And obviously Edmonds is kind of that athletic freak. They have that guy. But the Bears' other linebackers are Edwards, who ran a 4.8740 coming out of Wisconsin, and Sanborn, who ran in the 4.7. So maybe they turn to the safeties to help, uh, you know, run down the middle of the field with Musgrave. But both 
Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson are dealing with injuries right now. Brisker has a groin injury and Jackson is dealing with an ankle, which are both injuries that impact speed and mobility, right? So obviously we're all hoping Green Bay has Dobbs and Watson available for this game. But I guess that Musgrave becomes a focal point if one or both of those guys are unable to go. And I think it's going to be really fascinating to see how Chicago intends to defend a tight end when normally you're not talking about a rookie tight end impacting a game the way that Musgrave could and should this weekend. And Kyle just can't get past his Michigan bias and trashing Wisconsin linebackers (laughs) for their lack of athleticism. I do my best. (laughs) So those are our key matchups for this week. And what we usually follow this up with is our X factor. So these are the the players we think that um, are going to rise above and, and really be a key contributor during this game. Hello friends, as many of you know, a few years back the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We made it. It's officially football season, which means it's the best time of the year, but also it means that I'm going to be really freaking busy. If you're like me and your busy fall season is already in full swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Factor lets you level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Personally, I'm trying to eat healthier, so their calorie-conscious options are perfect for my meal plan. They have delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Best of all, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered directly to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash packaday50 and use code packaday50 to get 50% off. That's code packaday50 at factormeals.com slash packaday50 to get 50% off. It's finally football season, which means 
It's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, thanks for letting me go first, guys. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to talk about Jordan Love. (laughs) How can he not be the biggest X-Factor in his first game of the season? You know, this is a big moment. He's only the third season-opening quarterback for the Packers in 30 years. He's on the road against Green Bay's most storied, hated rival. So I think the key going into this is to somehow not let this gigantic moment feel like a gigantic moment. You know, he might be down a couple receivers on Sunday, It's already a young offense. He just has to, I think, play his brand of football and not try to play hero ball or, you know, try to mimic what we would expect Aaron Rodgers to do in these situations. I think that if he's an effective game manager and he takes what the Bears defense will give him, it's a very winnable football game. And he's going to have the support pieces around him to be successful. Matt LaFleur is going to scheme some things up for him. If he can protect the football and make the plays that we saw him make in the preseason, I think the Packers are in really good hands and I'm excited for him to finally get to take the reins and go make the most of this opportunity. Yeah, that is going to be a big factor and it's going to be interesting who he's getting to sling the ball to potentially on Sunday afternoon. And I'm going to talk here about my X factor, Jaden Reed. Uh, We've mentioned that we still don't know about the availability of the Packers preferred starters at wide receiver, which really, really does stink. It's, it's not fun going into week one that you have that question mark, but even if one or both of Watson and Dobbs are, unable to play you'd still think that those guys are going to be used a little bit more cautiously than maybe that they normally would as they kind of manage what they have going on with the hamstrings and I think that that's going to open the door for a big role for rookie wide receiver Jaden Reed. Reed feels like he's playing really well and is almost ahead of where you'd expect a rookie wide receiver to be entering his first regular season football game and he has a a history of playing both outside and in the slot in fact reed played over three times as many slaps slaps snaps outside uh, as he did in the slot in his final season at michigan so he's really comfortable on the outside And honestly, the Packers may need to feel comfortable with him out there on Sunday as well. So I think he could be a big X factor going into this one on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, interesting. We went three for three on offense because my X factor, again, I cheated just like Maggie, (laughs) uh, is Aaron Jones. And I know Jones, you know, usually you're not talking about him as an X factor because he's always expected to perform well. 
But with all the injuries in the wide receiver core, we've talked all all about that, uh, and the need to establish the run game, I truly think we are going to see a monster game from Aaron Jones. I would expect Jones to be at least in the mix for Offensive Player of the Year on this season. And I think this soft Bears defensive line is a great way to kick off his campaign. And as a side note, uh, our partner Prize Picks had yesterday when I looked Aaron Jones at 55 and a half rushing yards for Sunday, which is like a slam take that, but they just adjusted it. I, I looked right before uh, I was going to talk and they moved it up to 58 and a half. And I still say smash that on prize picks because I think Aaron Jones is going to have a monster game. Um, of course, if you lose your money, don't blame me. Uh, <laughs> I, but you know, if he doesn't hit that number, the Packers are in a ton of trouble. So I I would uh, move forward that I'm very comfortable in saying Aaron Jones is going to eclipse at least 60 yards and probably quite a bit more. And I think his rushing receiving numbers are going to look really impressive. Yeah, I like that prize pick as well, Andrew. That's a really interesting one. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about Aaron Jones in the way that you just did. I think a lot of Packers fans are holding him up as a really important piece to this season. But you saying that he could be in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, I don't think that there's a reason that that's not true as long as he has the health uh, to keep him on the field. Um, But, I mean, I think a lot of people are thinking that this is kind of an Aaron Jones, like, you know, ride into the sunset. He's getting up there in age around the league. And I feel like this, he may be kind of a sleeper to have that kind of an impact. So it'll be really fun to watch him. And there's no player that's easier to root for than Aaron Jones. So I love that one. But we obviously know that this game on Sunday is a big one, right? It's a rivalry game. It means so much to both sides here. Lots of trash talking already this week. Uh, It kind of feels like little brother uh, talking a lot. We'll see if they can back it up. Um, it'd be fantastic if Green Bay could continue their streak against the Bears and just get that first win of the Jordan Love era. But guys, let's talk about it. How do the Packers get it done? What is the path to victory as we begin this new Jordan Love era of football in Green Bay? Yeah, I think the the most obvious thing is establish the run. If the Packers can get the run game going, that will open up so much of the passing attack. And if they can stop the run on the other side of the ball, I'm not very scared of what the Bears bring to the table. I think Jair can go against DJ Moore most of the time, as Maggie mentioned, um, or the Packers can scheme up against DJ Moore and focus Jair's efforts elsewhere. Um, But I think, you know, getting the run established, stopping the run, these are two offenses that are going to kind of have to grind it out a little bit. And I think if the Packers can control the trenches, that is a huge advantage, given that we don't know what their wide receiver situation is going to look like. And certainly you wish they had a little bit more depth there, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba or the likes uh, sure would look good on this roster right about now. <laughs> so much bitterness. Uh, there are a lot of ways. Maybe Lucas Van Ness can play wide receiver, Kyle. Gosh. I, I'm with you, man. I wanted some, I, uh, I collapsed into my hands when that was not the selection. However, <laughs> Lucas Van Ness was the second player on my list of preference. So we're upset, we're bitter, but Jaden Reed is going to carry us, right? Like this is all good. This is all going to work out. I really um, had to show off the rails. That was my goal. Yeah, I, 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 we were, we were streaming, man. We were in a good place. Me we're, on the phone with Andy to see if it's not too late. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe you can join the... Uh, Andrew and Kyle will be moving to Mondays. <laughs> Mysteriously, Maggie will stay on the Friday show. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of ways that this game could be won or lost this weekend. And that's the kind of analysis that you come here for, honestly. Like, there are a lot of ways this game could go. Uh, but especially when you consider young quarterbacks, right? Both of these guys, young, unproven, still in a lot of ways for fields. We're both, both of these guys entering the first week of a brand new season with a lot of pressure, right? So we just don't know a lot about these football teams yet. But I will say that limiting Justin Fields is what he's limiting what he's able to do with his legs, I think is going to be paramount in this game. I think the Packers will be able to get pressure on him. Uh, but the question is, will they be able to contain him? And I think Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell are going to have their work cut out for them in the middle of the field. And I think it'll be a busy day for those guys. But I think the difference in this game might be being able to get off the field on those third downs that you've created because your defense has played well and then preventing fields from just messing it all up with a scramble that keeps drives alive. So I'm going to say if the Packers can do that and keep keep uh, fields legs from being the reason that they extend drives, I think that will be how they walk away with the win in this one. Yeah, we're kind of in a similar vein here, but I'm going to just talk about sustained methodical drives by this Packers offense. You know, as much as we would love to see a 70-yard bomb from Jordan Love to Jaden Reed to really kick off the 2023 season with a bang and to silence both of my podcast co-hosts, I think <laughs> who we really want at this point is to, we don't want to see this offense take shot plays, right? There's, it's not to say the opportunities aren't going to be there, especially with the speed that Green Bay now has on offense, but Justin Fields is the kind of opposing quarterback that can just completely gas a defense and let Jordan just kind of get comfortable, make on-time throws and rhythm, march down the field a few times, move the chains, help him acclimate to the offense, help his receivers get comfortable, ease into everything, take time off the clock, and then... Then you take your shot plays once you've proven that you can effectively move the football. And I think if they're able to do that, that'll go a long way, not only towards winning the football game, but keeping their defense off of the crappy soldier field grass because we want to leave week one without any additional injuries. Absolutely. So, I I mean, I think, you know, optimism reigns internal, eternal. Uh, everybody <laughs> is zero, zero and zero. Although by the time you're listening to this, at least somebody is one and oh and oh and one. But um, we are very, very excited to see this game. I think some of the optimism optimism was zapped because of the wide receiver situation. Uh, but we are very excited to see what this very young offense can do and, and if the defense can really become the dominant form that we expected them to be. And so we'll find out. And uh, that is it. That's the conclusion of our final Friday episode. Um, and, you know, as I was moving from Wisconsin to California, part of me was really sad about leaving something I was so used to. But part of me is really, really excited about the opportunity we have going forward on Mondays. And, of course, the trio gets to stick together whether or not Maggie likes it. Uh, <laughs> but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packaday Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney and also on Pax, which she said. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider giving us a five-star review. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Monday. And we will be back in three days to break down the game we just previewed. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And as always, remember. Oh.